Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. You are about to listen to season five, episode four, which is our first guest expert episode. I'm very, very grateful uh, and humbled to be joined by someone very close to me and very near and dear to my heart, none other than the head of coaching and development here at BU, Amy Rankin. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you may remember I actually interviewed Amy a couple of years ago, I think a few seasons ago on the show. The reason I invited Amy back was I've had a firsthand experience of seeing the journey that Amy has been on with her own personal development and happiness uh, over the last years of knowing each other. But what's been beautiful to see is this ongoing theme of navigating and handling identity shifts. So in this episode, uh, I invited Amy back so we could talk about reflecting on the past chapters of her life and how she had to change and grow to a new and truer version of herself at each one of these challenge and tipping points in order to set up the next chapter and next phase of her life. We then spoke about the challenges she's currently going through and navigating the huge identity shift in this new chapter of her life of being a mom. Uh, And we spoke about her vision for the future and what she's excited about for the future of coaching and personal development and how she's seeing this beautiful ripple effect spread. So if you're someone who is... Yeah, feeling you're not like living a life true to yourself. You're busy playing a role or you don't feel connected to a sense of meaning and purpose in your life. You don't have a, as Amy would say, you're not connected to your sparkle. You don't feel like you sparkle anymore. This is a fantastic uh, interview and very personal firsthand story of hearing about how you can change that. And it, it calls to notice the the fact that changing it is not going to be easy. It's not always going to be you know, sunshine and rainbows, it's going to be tough work, but it's very meaningful work that is very rewarding to do. So with that said, please join me in welcoming the one, the only, the fabulous, the sparkling and the amazing Amy Rankin back to the show. And just like that, we are back and I'm very grateful to have Amy joining me. It feels weird doing a formal introduction now because Amy, I just consider you a close friend and obviously, you know, a core part of our team at VU and we literally just had a team meeting um, (laughs) this morning. So I'll do all the formal introduction stuff uh, that people listening would have just heard it in the intro, but let's get into it and let's, let's get started. I'm quite excited and I know just before we press record, I was sharing with you that my intentions for this uh, interview are sort of to break it up into three sections and kind of look Mm -hmm. at what led you here. So looking at the previous chapters of your life, then looking at the current chapter of your life, and then obviously looking at what your hopes and intentions are for the future chapters. Um, So I guess that starts, that start way back when, that start the start, talk to us about, yeah, what the stepping stones were that led you to A, start working on yourself more intentionally, and then B, end up obviously as a coach and as a professional in this industry. Mm, Yeah, I think it's funny. I've actually been reflecting on this a little bit recently as well. And I think I probably knew deep down before I even started thinking about coaching sessions, I already started wanting to prioritize myself and focus on myself more. So it's like, maybe I like subconsciously knew that I wasn't doing that anyway. Um, So I'd really started to put a focus on like moving my body with more intention rather than just like that tick box of like, okay, I'm going to the gym or I'm doing this thing today. Um, Like checking in with myself, seeing what I wanted to be doing and including a lot more like yoga and meditation and stuff like that to feel like I was connecting back to myself 
But also then in the midst of that, I went through a really big relationship breakdown and there was a lot of things, you know, in the back end that were happening that led to that. But because we had been together for so long, we were together for about 13 or 14 years. So I really had built a lot of my identity around being in that relationship. And so I really struggled then when that relationship finished, I was like, well, I mean, who am I on my own, you know, without this person? And also that societal expectation of like, well, you know, you're 28 years old, you should be at this stage in your life and be doing these things and achieving all this stuff. And I guess it kind of felt a bit like failure as well. So working through that, I just felt really lost and I was very stressed and very overwhelmed. And I just was kind of like, I feel like I'm drowning here. Like, I don't know how to get back to me. I don't actually even know who I am anymore. And I don't know what that would even look like to start to put that in place. So I'd seen a friend of a friend actually was working with you at the time and she was singing your praises. And I was like, who is this person? Like, I need to get in contact with him. This sounds like exactly what I'm looking for because I had worked with psychologists and counselors in the past. And it's not saying that I don't like them or don't like what they do, but I just felt that it wasn't what I needed at the time. And I was really intrigued by just listening to her talking about you. So I thought, stuff it. I've got nothing to lose. I'm just going to just send him a message and see. So I did. Um, and I guess the rest is history. I, my main thing that I really remember is you said to me, what's going on for you? Like, what do you feel like you need help with or what can I help you with? And I said to you, I don't really know how to explain it, but I feel like I've lost my sparkle. And I remember you kind of laughed a little bit then too. Like you were like, oh, okay. Like no one's really explained it like that, but I understand what you mean. Like mm -hmm. I get it and I can definitely help you with that. And so we put some steps into place and started working together. And it was really beautiful. The things that you and I were both able to work on together and that I was able to move through. There was some disordered eating patterns and things like that. And um, some limiting beliefs. And it was just really powerful feeling like I was slowly starting to build up my sense of like self and my self-confidence, that identity of who I was as a person outside of that relationship and getting my sparkle back, which is why that's my whole motto and philosophy with all of my clients now. Yeah. I love that. And it's such a nice, um, yeah. Reflection of really, I mean, Sometimes people ask why BU is called BU. And I'm like, because that's the most powerful gift we can give the world is to be yeah. authentically and deeply ourselves. But that starts yeah. with you actually knowing who you are. And yeah. so to hear that, like, yeah, a lot of your journey and similar to me, like a lot of our listeners would know my story. It did start from that place of, I don't actually know who I am anymore. I don't know what matters to me. I don't know what my values are. I don't know what mm. my goals are. There's that real sense of like, yeah, feeling lost in life and yeah, which is why I really resonated with when we first had that connection all those years ago. I was like, oh, I actually see a bit of my journey in you. And I think there's going to be a really good fit here. And obviously, as you said, we then take those steps and we see that growth over time. Mm. And then as I saw you grew, uh, you know, you grow and I saw you connect more back to yourself and I saw, you know, you reconnect with your sparkle and your light shine through and we <laughs> made these milestones. You might not have known it at the time and also our listeners definitely wouldn't know it, but we were also getting to the stage at BU where we were looking for who would be our next coach who would come mm. on and help us take this ripple effect we're spreading uh, to more lives and to more people and who would help us 
yeah, really, really grow the difference that we're making in the world. And obviously that then led to a- another conversation. I think probably the theme I'm already realizing as we have this conversation today, Ames, is going to be just the amount of identity shifts that have been part oh, of your yeah. personal growth journey. And oh, I was just thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like if I was to imagine your life as a book, I, it's almost like every identity shift is the next chapter. And there's totally, this really yeah. nice, like, okay, cool. So there was that end of an identity of, you know, being in that long-term relationship. And then that changed. Then there was this identity of feeling lost and overwhelmed and, and stressed mm-hmm. and not connected to yourself. Then there was this identity part of personal development and growth. Yeah. And then we get to this next chapter of, well, I mean, I'd love to hear it from your perspective. I obviously give you a call and invite you up to Newcastle to, to have a meal <laughs> together. Yeah. Talk me through what goes on from there from your perspective. Um, So I had always wanted to go to uni and study psychology or the brain in general and just how, like, why we feel the way that we do, why we do the things that we do. But I left school in year 11. So I guess I had created this limiting belief for myself that that just wasn't going to be possible. It just wasn't something I was going to be able to do because I wasn't going to be able to go to uni uh, because obviously I didn't finish year 12. So I had just resigned myself to the fact that I was destined for the corporate world and the corporate life. And um, that's also been a bit of a running theme through my family as well. So it was just kind of like a no brainer. I was just like, okay, cool. I'm just going to get a good corporate job and get paid well and work my nine to five and, you know, do that. And I think the only reason I enjoyed my corporate roles was because of the people that I was working with and the teams I was in rather than the actual roles themselves. I didn't feel that sense of purpose. I didn't feel fulfilled. And then as I was going through my coaching journey with you, which I still am, but back then I kind of had these moments where I was like, you know what? I really like, I've noticed such a change and shift in myself and the way that I feel I need to be able to, it wasn't even like a want, it was like, I need to be able to share this with other people. I need to be able to learn how I can do this for other people as well and help them to feel how I'm feeling right now, because this is just so powerful. And if I can share that with the world, that would just be my ultimate dream. So yeah, that's kind of what was happening for me behind the scenes um, before that conversation that we had. And then when you rang me, I was like, Surely not. Actually, I think I was traveling America. I was over in America for a few months and you'd messaged me and said, Hey, I want to have a meeting with you when you get back. And I was so nervous because certainty is one of my main psychological drivers. And so I was like, Oh my God, Aaron, like, what does Declan want to talk to me about? It could be like anything really. And so I was so nervous about meeting up. And I actually just couldn't believe it when you were talking to me about the vision for BU and you mentioned that, you know, you were wanting to bring me on board if I was up to that and, you know, looking into studying and all of that kind of stuff. I was just blown away that my vision for my life and what I had actually always wanted deep down was actually going to be able to become a reality if I put the work in. Mm. Yeah. And I, I love, I want to highlight that too. Like because I think you mentioned this the other day. I think I saw it on your Instagram where you were like, look, the, the changes that you've been dreaming of in your life, they're possible, but they require work. They require yes. action. And they're going to require times where you, I mean, at BU, we call it the green light theory, right? Where you're equally scared and excited, but you get out of your yes. comfort zone and you go, screw it, let's do it. Let's give this a go. Yeah. And yeah, obviously for you, there was then 
you know, we sort of move into this next chapter of starting to develop professionally as a coach. And I remember saying, look, we have expectations on the quality of coaches that we bring on. And we think you've got the right soft skill fit, but we need you to go get the hard skills. Here's the Uh qualifications we recognize, go get started. And you jumped in and took that challenge wholeheartedly. And then obviously we then enter this next chapter of, I I look back on it as such a pressure cooker time for not only BU and, you know, we were in that phase of growth where we were starting to figure out, well, what are we actually doing? What's our purpose here? What's How do we communicate it? Well, like we were going from an early stage startup to an established business. Yeah. And then at the same time, you're in this pressure cooker of still working your corporate job, Mm -hmm. commuting to Sydney each day, and Mm -hmm. then building out this, you know, other part of your life, this new part of your identity around being a professional coach. Yeah. Yeah, I guess talk to me about that. It was what? It was like six months or more, wasn't it? It was up to a year. Like how long were we in that sort of phase for? Um, I would say personally for myself, juggling the two different roles and like moving into that new identity for myself, definitely at least a year. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a big shift because like I said, like really for my whole life, it had kind of just been like, Oh, you just go to school and then go to uni if you want to go to uni and get that corporate job. And then, you know, my dad's been in his corporate role for like over 25 years now. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of what you do. And so I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't really think outside the box before then. So the fact that I was doing that, I mean, that was part of my green light, like that nervous, but excited of like, whoa, like if I actually do this and I go through with this, like what's going to happen? There's so much unknown and so much uncertainty and it's moving away from that safety and security of that corporate role and knowing that, you know, the, that salary is always going to be there and the, the goal post definitely changed. But I realise now I also love a challenge and I kind of like putting a lot on my plate. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think it's, um, well, I mean, just this morning we celebrated that you're practicing boundaries for your own self-care. So it's nice to see the balancing point it's of that. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> if let's be real with each other, because I think this is something to highlight for people. And I want to, I think a lot of the time when you hear people's stories of, you know, making quite big identity shifts and making change in their life and then pursuing things that really matter to them, pursuing their dreams and their goals, you hear the start and the end and you don't get this real raw insight of like the tough times mm-hmm. in the middle. Yes. During that pressure cooker year and a bit, if we're mm-hmm. real with each other, how many times do you think you had the thought, maybe this would all just be way easier if I just stayed at the corporate job forever and I just didn't Oh, do my this? God. Oh, I, I wouldn't even be able to put a number on it. Like <laughs> I, was, I was working like within that corporate role alone because it was uh, quite financial based around, uh, you know, like tax time and every month at the end of the month, at every, every end of month, I would be working... 60 to 70 hours just at the corporate role. Mm. Uh, Then on top of that, my study and also trying to build up my clientele. And like not only that, but work through that identity shift and start to really feel comfortable, but then Mm. not only comfortable, but confident within myself as a coach and have that kind of knowing within myself that I do have the ability to do this and I can help people oh, there's so many times that it would have just been so much easier to, you know, just stay in that comfortability of the corporate role. But Mm. I knew that ultimately that wasn't where my sparkle was going to lie and that wasn't my vision for, 
myself, I knew that if I was going to be working in a career for the next, you know, 30 something years or however long it is, I want it to be something that I am so insanely passionate about that I am excited to be waking up for every day. Mm, Yeah. I love that. I think it's such a sense of there is sacrifice, right? And and hard work and dedication and discipline. And it's so funny the amount of times people (laughs) say to me, they're like, oh, well, you know, you know, you've, you've started this, this company organization and it must be so nice. And I'm like, if you knew half the stuff that happens behind the scenes and like how much work it is yeah. to get here and how many times <laughs> I've, I've, how many times I've been, you know, I think it's been a long time since, but man, especially in those early years, the amount of times I was on seek late at night being like, maybe I should just apply for a job somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah, this totally. is all too much. But um, yeah, it's obviously, there's something inside of you that knows like, Hey, this is just, life putting some extra hurdles in front of me to be like, how bad do you actually want it? And I think one of the big hurdles with that is, as you said, embodying this identity shift with, with confidence Mm -hmm. when especially Mm -hmm. everyone around us has an idea of who we are. Yeah. And then we start changing who we are. We more accurately, I probably should say is we start actually bringing our true self to the table. Mm-hmm. And that can ruffle some feathers and, and mix. It's some uncomfortable up. for people, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, well, the Amy that they've had in their head and that they've known for years has actually been an Amy who was really good at playing the role, right? Yeah. But maybe wasn't being true to herself as much. And now you're being true to yourself and you're pursuing these things. And mm-hmm. I know, I, I know, obviously being part of your journey, that there was some. I want to use the term backlash, but definitely some difficulties, right? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And I yep. remember us having conversations around that. Talk to me about that from, yeah, from what you were going through and give some insight for the listeners. I think if people are listening to this and they're like, okay, cool. So I'm going to take this green light action. I want to highlight, it doesn't then automatically you take the green light action and everything feels fantastic. Like you have these pressure cookers, you'll have these identity clashes Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of external shifts that kind of has to come as a result of those internal changes you're making. But yeah, yeah, talk to us about that from what you were going through at the time. Um, One of the really, really big things that I remember from that time, apart from just like having to put so much work and time and energy and effort into that and the tears that came with that, (laughs) um, one of the really big moments that kind of felt like, am I, do I want to buy into this person's perspective and is this person actually right was a very, very close friend of mine had turned around to me and she was telling me along the lines of, I can't remember word for word, but it was basically that, um, you know, people were going to think that what I was doing was stupid and they weren't going to believe what I was talking about and the message that I was trying to put out into the world because of, you know, this and this, and it's not who you are, which, you know, if she had have said that years beforehand, she would have been right because I mm-hmm. wouldn't have studied and I wouldn't have worked on myself and I wouldn't have gotten myself to that point that I was at. Um, but she wasn't along the journey with me. She mm-hmm. was perceiving me as the old Amy, I guess, or like the the person that I used to be rather than really viewing me for who I was at the time and who I am now. So that was really hard because when it's somebody that you're so close with and have spent years of your life growing up together with, I know for myself, and it's probably quite common that like you place so much 
importance in their opinions and their perspectives because up until that moment, they have played such an important role in your life. So that really led me to be questioning myself and, well, is she right? Does everybody think that? Because I remember in her wording, it was something like, you know, everybody thinks this. And so I thought, shit, like, what if she's right? What if everyone does think that? And she's the only one that's, you know, game enough to tell me. So that was a really pivotal point for me to kind of question and and ask myself, is this really what I want? And can I move through this? Not, well, I don't even want to say not caring because I mean, you know, I cared a lot (laughs) what she was saying and I was really hurt. (laughs) So it wasn't even not caring. It was just pushing through. Mm. And knowing that just having, again, that confidence within myself of like, you know what? Yeah, there is going to be people that um, don't necessarily agree with or align with where I'm moving towards, but that's actually on them Mm. and not on me. And that definitely, again, like is a bit more of an identity shift that came in that I'm now very comfortable with, but at the time was very uncomfortable and made me really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I'm always reminded of the saying, I think you and I actually had this conversation at the time. I was like, look, whenever you're making massive change in your life, first people will ignore you. They'll think it's a fad. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, just won't say anything and this will pass out. Then they'll like start to ridicule you and it'll normally be behind your back and they'll mm-hmm. laugh at you and you'll sort of be a butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. Then they'll actually kind of confront you and there'll be challenge and there'll be fight. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you reach this point where they look up to you. And they're like, oh, wow, like you're this overnight success. Or you've done all, you've done these amazing things. It's so cool that you got here. It's like, man, like it was a lot of effort to get here. <laughs> yeah. And you and you actively fought against it at the start. Don't you celebrate yeah. this now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that you highlight, like, it's not about not caring what people think of us because, you know, I think it's important to get feedback from people that we do value in our life and to yeah. get feedback on how we are perceived by others. And but it's recognizing how people perceive us at the end of the day isn't our responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can't control that. We can influence it, but we can't control it. And I know I've, I've been a firm believer. I think it's nice seeing you get to this point too. My opinion of myself matters more to me than anyone else's opinion of me. Yeah. And definitely. so if someone's saying something about me or, you know, having these concerns with me and, and what I do, it's like, I mean, the kind of thing is if someone has a problem with you, who has the problem? Right. Like they're Mm. holding on to the problem and Mm -hmm. it's not mine to pick up and carry with me. It's not my burden. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is especially in this sort of field of work where you are putting your message and your true self out there for the world to see. I mean, obviously you've got a podcast as well. You're quite active on social media. Like I think it's part of the territory is there will be people who don't agree with what you're doing or how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know, you're not going to be perfect for 7 billion people. Yes. Um, but obviously you then reach this point, as I said, where people start to look up to you and they celebrate you. And I know that's the mm. point you're now at where you have people reach out to you quite frequently and go, Hey, you're making quite an impact here. You have brands reach out to you wanting you to guest speak. Talk to yeah. me about that pivoting point. Cause I don't think it's ever like a single moment. No. I think yours has been highlighted a little bit more as like almost a moment in time because obviously the next big identity shift that happened after you were building up your confidence and your identity as a coach was then you became a mom and you had a, a, you know, a a year of maternity leave. Talk to me about a, that identity shift and navigating that. And Mm -hmm. then B coming back from that to, if we're real with each other, quite a, um, uh, energized and enthused and excited audience of people wanting to work with you. Mm. 
because yeah, as I said, I don't think it's ever a single moment that leads to that, but I know your, your journey is a lot clearer because it's almost like, you know, a year and a bit ago, that wasn't there. And then now you've got this, you know, this sort of happening. I think it's a reflection of all the little steps you did along the way, but to the outside of looking in, it might look like just this one overnight success story, right? Yeah. And I kind of like, if I'm honest, I'm still shocked, excited, (laughs) like um, so many different feelings, like surprised, happy. Um, So many different feelings come up when people are reaching out to me and companies and brands are reaching out to me and I'm like, whoa, like this is so cool. Like, And so it is a really nice moment of appreciation and I guess that feeling of like, oh, my gosh, like it actually is really, excuse me, starting to fall into place now and I feel like so much of my hard work that I have put in behind the scenes for years is now starting to pay off. And the other beautiful thing with that is because I have had clients for a few years now too that I still have beautiful relationships with so many of them that I'm seeing their successes and watching them live out the lives that they really wanted to be living and creating for mm. themselves and achieving their goals that that's it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to witness and and be a part of but getting back to the whole like identity shift thing again with like becoming a mother I mean if I'm honest I'm still going through it now yeah. I think the beautiful thing is I have found it very very challenging I would say the hardest thing I have mm. ever ever done in my life. And I'm sure if there's other mums that are listening, they can probably attest to that too. But just that sense of um, within myself, I know that I've been through big identity changes before and I've gotten through it. So I know I can get through this again. Mm. And that's also a very similar thread that comes through with different developmental stages that babies and children will go through that you know, there might be a month or six weeks or so that's really, really testing. And you get to that point that it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot deal with this anymore. It's so exhausting, so mentally, physically exhausting. But that idea of like, you know what, we got through, say, the four-month regression, we Mm. can get through this. And that, that sense of confidence within yourself, I think, comes through in so many different areas of life, whether you're a parent or not. You Mm. know, it's, you've been through hard things before you can get through hard things again um but yeah this identity shift that I'm going through at the moment it's it's pretty hectic oh yeah oh yeah and I know we we're talking before we jumped on the podcast about like yeah I guess just the importance of and the value of I feel like all the work you did previously on you know, building your emotional intelligence, managing your emotions more effectively, not getting stuck in the repression trap as often, self-comparison, mm. like all these mm-hmm. things that you worked on for your own happiness, I kind of, you know, those tools stay with you for life, but they're now in your back pocket to help you navigate what is a huge and challenging identity shift, perhaps a bit more gracefully than we otherwise would have without them. Um, yeah. I also think the really important thing to note and talk about as well is, you know, when I say it to all of my clients, yes, Um, doing coaching will, you will learn tools and mindset changes and you will have a whole toolkit full of different things that you can come back to and utilize. But that also doesn't mean that those big feelings like overwhelm, Mm. like stress, 
um, you know, like frustration, anger, disappointment, like, you know, all of those emotions that feel quite heavy and hard to work through. It doesn't mean just because you've done coaching sessions that they're never going to happen. Uh, and I actually had a really beautiful moment with a client yesterday when we were discussing this and she had this aha moment and realized, hey, you know what, if this was like six months or 12 months ago and I was going through this, it would have been so much harder and I would have mm. sat with these emotions for probably months. But the fact that, you know, we had two weeks in between our one-on-one session together and that she was able to be aware of and recognize what was going on for her, bring that to our coaching session and want to be actively breaking that down and working through it mm. and really just use me as a bit of a sounding board and, you know, to to shine a bit of a light on what was going on and some tools or techniques she could bring in. It's just really cool for my clients to have those realizations. But, you know, also that happens for me a lot as well, where I realized that previously to really doing any work on myself and any self-development work that these feelings or emotions would have felt so difficult to move through for weeks or months at a time. Whereas now, yeah, those emotions still come up. I'm human, Mm. but I do have tools and strategies and coaching sessions (laughs) um, that I can utilize to move through them so much quicker, which means there's more space for me to be feeling the way that I want to be feeling. Yeah. It's so beautifully said. And I think too often people make the mistake of thinking, you know, especially with us as happiness coaches and what we do here is like, oh, you must be happy all the time. It's like, no, that's not the case at all. There's a beautiful quote I heard the other day. It was, if we are to experience a full life, we will inevitably experience the full range of human emotion. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like, you know, we're always going to have those moments, but you're right. It's just the efficiency and the speed and the clarity that we're able to move through these challenges and curveballs of life with mm. i mean some of the things even just i've navigated in the last few years i look back and go i do not know how the man that i would have been had i not worked on myself for the last 10 years i don't know how he yeah. would have handled this mm. right so the version of me that i am now i've got a lot to thank my younger self for for putting in the work and oh, yeah, learning this stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah and i don't know how I would have navigated even just those first few months with Ollie and, you know, Mm. being a new mum without the, the tools and the skills. And that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this. And probably upon reflection, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe part of the reason why there is so many people reaching out to me at the moment, or that what I'm talking about is resonating with so many people is because I've been there. I've done that. I'm actually in the midst of it right now, working through it myself. And I think that resonates with people that they're like, Mm. yeah, I'm going through this too. And it is hard, but we can actually go through this together. And I can utilize some of these tools that Amy's talking about on her Instagram stories or on her podcast and stuff like that. And um, be actively working towards hopefully feeling better. But I can't imagine what this stage in my life would be like if I hadn't have put in the work. Yeah. I heard it once said by one of my coaches and mentors that, you know, leaning into learning these skills, understanding the science of happiness, emotional intelligence, personal development, self-help, whatever you want to call it. Right. But learning Mm. these strategies, the the analogy you used was quite beautiful. There can be two people on the same mountain trying to get to the summit, but you look at Mm -hmm. one of them and they have, fantastic boots for hiking. They've got an oxygen tank. They've got all the medical supplies. They've got a team around them. They've got a Sherpa Mm. to guide the way. 
And then you've got someone who's trying to figure it all out on their own, who doesn't have the tools and the techniques and the equipment with them. And you yeah. kind of go, who's more likely to, to get through the challenges that this mountain is going to present to them and who's more likely to reach the summit. And, you know, I think if you put that into personal development, the summit's just basically living a happy and fulfilling life that you feel aligns with you. Right. Like yeah. we're not gurus. We're not here to say there's one size fits all answer to happiness, or this is what your path or your journey to a great life must look like. Yeah. But whatever you decide your path is, whatever you decide the summit is for you and the big goal is for you, I guarantee you're going to be more likely to get up it if you have the right people in your corner and the right tools and strategies with you, mm, right? Yeah, Rather than being yeah, on, on the mountain unequipped. Yeah. So I know you're midway through an identity shift at the moment, quite a big mm-hmm. one, and midway through a big chapter. Mm-hmm. But if we were to turn our sights to the future, let's yes. say let's say using that as we're part way up the mountain, particularly <laughs> challenging part of the mountain, we've come a damn long way. Mm-hmm. what are you excited about for the sort of the upcoming chapters of your life? Not only for you personally, but also obviously for you professionally and mm. for your clients in the industry, what do you see the future being? Yeah, I think industry wise, it's been such an amazing shift, even just in the last year and a half, I would say. I think I was working so hard a few years ago on trying to get the word out there. And I just felt like it wasn't Like it still felt a bit taboo for people Mm. to talk about their feelings or to accept even that there was big feelings coming up for them that they wanted to work on. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just been the times in the last, you know, 12 months to two years and everything that's been going on in the world, but I just feel that it's so much more accepted now to actually reach out to somebody if you are having a tough time, but to even just create that awareness within yourself of like, oh, like I actually don't feel great today and be curious about that. Like, why don't I feel great? Or what do I want to do to change that? Because I don't have to feel like this. And I think that's what I'm really excited about because if that is the shift that we have seen in the industry in the last 12 months, Mm. I can only imagine what is also coming and the acceptance of people working on their mental well-being and mental health and just their health in general creating a happy healthy life for themselves whatever that looks like yeah i know i regularly share with people that i look forward to the day where having a happiness coach or going to a happiness college is as common as going to university to do a degree or working with a personal trainer on your physical health. Yeah. Like it wasn't that long ago or that many generations ago that the idea of going to college was reserved for very few people. And the idea of having a personal trainer was unheard of. Like paying someone to help you work on your physical health was just untold. It just wasn't a thing a few decades ago. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can only imagine in the next 10, 20, 30 years, yeah, I look forward to the day that it's such a normal and common thing for people to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm working on my mental and emotional well-being. I'm growing my mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. I'm intentionally working on my happiness in life. And I'm mm-hmm. going to a, to a college or working with a great professional to help me do that. And um, being proud of that as well. Like yes, having yeah. that sense of like pride behind that of like, I am doing this because I am a priority in my own life. And I want to put myself up the top of my priority list. And that can be along with other people or things in your life. It doesn't mean that you have to push everything else to the side if you're prioritizing yourself. But I think one of the big things that I've really noticed, you know, I always used to talk about it before I had Ollie, 
Mm. And it was, you know, that you are just as important as everybody else in your life and you have to be willing to put in that effort to, for yourself. But now having Ollie, I realize how difficult that feels sometimes uh-huh. and it doesn't take away the importance of it. It doesn't mean that it's not still important to put those things into place, but it just means that sometimes there does need to be more intention behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to say it. I know like I've even used the analogy. I mean, we're in the middle of Olympics at the moment, so I'll use that yeah. one. But, you know, I used to I used to think that you had to always be the top of your priority list. You had to always be the gold medal podium winner. And now I think I share with people, I'm like, look, there's going to be phases and times and chapters in your life where the important thing is you're still on the podium. Like yeah. you're in your top three priorities. But there are going to be times when, you know, yeah, raising a kid is going to be a really high priority or working on your marriage is going to be a really high priority or like, you know, whatever, building out your career is going to be really high priority. And that's all okay if your happiness and well-being is still up there in that top three. Yeah, for If it's sure. low on the priority list, obviously that's where we're going to reach that burnout and that overwhelm, that resentment as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I think it's such a exciting, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel, I think the same as you, I feel we are in the early phases of starting to see what's about to be an exponential shift and a huge wave of people realizing how important it is to learn what I think previous generations called soft skills Mm. of like, you know, communication, empathy, emotional intelligence, like goal setting and behavior change and mindset shifts, like stuff that was previously thought of as a soft skill or a nice to have. I think a lot of people are now realizing is a necessity and a need to have. Yeah. I was just about to say they, I feel used to be like the nice to have things that it was like, oh yeah, if I've got time for that, then I can Uh, look into that more or focus on that a little bit more. But I think even just noticing a shift in the people that are reaching out to me through Instagram, through Facebook and sending messages or, you know, over on my website, sending me an email and asking me like, how do I get on board? They're confident within themselves already. It's a decision that they've already made really. Like, you know, it's like, no, I know this is important and I want Mm. to do this. And I feel even that is a shift from the last few years where people knew it was important, but still were questioning it. Like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, do I do this or do I not do this? It's just been a huge shift in the last few months that I've noticed. Yeah. And yeah, it's, um, it's obviously come from a challenging time globally, but I think what it's done is accelerate where we were moving anyway as a society. And I'm personally quite excited to see the ripple effect that will spread from more and more and more people learning these skills, building their happiness, building their well-being, and prioritizing themselves. I mean, not only does that make an impact on them, but the way that spreads to their family, to their children, to their communities, mm-hmm. their workplaces. Yeah, I'm quite excited for what the future holds as as a society. And, and speaking of, it's kind of a perfect segue. But speaking of people reaching out to you, um, mm. I mean, we could keep having this conversation all day because I just love having <laughs> these conversations. But being mindful of, of episode length. Uh, yes. if people have really resonated with this chat and this conversation and resonated with your journey and your insight and your energy, where can they go to tap into more of that and to connect with you further? And, uh, yeah, obviously when they feel ready to take those next steps, whether it's straight after this episode or whenever it's right in their journey to go, you know what, I'm going to reach out and actually have that conversation and, and talk yeah. about starting up on this journey. How yeah. would they do that? So I have a podcast. It's called the Nourishing Amy podcast. So there's lots of different 
tools and mindset changes, I've just started a new segment on there called Therapy Thursday, which I share my personal takeaways from some of my own coaching sessions as well, which I've had some really good feedback from. So I find that a lot of people will go and listen to that just to kind of get a sense of like, oh, cool, this is like who Amy is, this is what she's like and what she talks about and things that I could potentially work on in sessions. I also am over on Instagram. So my handle is just Amy underscore Rankin. And I share heaps of stuff over there. Like there's a good mix of like just personal life stuff, um, things with Ollie, things with Aaron, things that's just happening in my life in general, but also how I'm navigating some of the hard days and also some of the good days, the things that I put into place so that I can be feeling like the best version of myself more often. Um, and then also just Facebook. I'm over on Facebook if anyone wants to reach out. And I've also got my website, which is amyrankin.com. Beautiful. And we'll put all those links in the show notes uh, alongside, obviously, uh, for everyone wanting to kickstart their journey in this space and learn more about it or learn more about a happiness college. We'll put all that stuff in there too. So you can go check out mm-hmm. the stuff there and find out more about Ames on our website as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but other than that, honestly, thank you so much for taking some time today, sitting in the warm summary fields of your car. uh, (laughs) It's so warm. (laughs) To escape the sounds of, I think you said Aaron's doing the floors on the house today. Yes. The house renovations that are never ending. (laughs) Is Ollie home as well? Is it a full, um, symphony of sounds in there or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes hence why i had to come out to the car <laughs> wow yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> well thank you once again Amy. it's yeah it's always nice to have you on the show and it's it's nice to have this beautiful reflection moment i think if anyone did listen to the first interview we did together yeah. well like i mean a few years ago now i think um yeah. it'll be nice for them yeah to see the next chapters in your life and, and i hope it encourages people to reflect on their life look back at their previous chapters look at the chapter they're currently in and go okay how do I set myself up to make the rest of this story that is my life one that's quite fulfilling, one that's quite happy, and, of course, yeah. one where they feel connected to their sparkle? Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, thanks again. Thank you. And just like that, we've reached the end of yet another episode here on Be You with Declan Edwards. Uh, thank you, as always, for choosing to invest time and energy and focus into yourself and into your own personal development and growth journey uh, and into your happiness. I trust that you got a lot of value out of that. I mean, there was a few times in it that I honestly teared up a little bit uh, hearing Amy share her story. There's, I feel so deeply proud and grateful to have Amy not only as a close friend in my life, but obviously as a core and important part of BU as our head of coaching and development. So as we mentioned at the end of the show, if you do want to connect more with Amy, all the links are in the show notes and I highly encourage you to. Her podcast, Nourishing Amy, is fantastic. If you love this show, I guarantee you're going to love that one as well. Uh, And if you do want to start your journey and take those next steps forward, whether it's you want to work with me, Jess, Amy, any of our coaching team, the beautiful part of our happiness college is when you start that personal development and coaching journey and you're learning these skills, you'll actually learn from all of our coaching team and we'll work together to decide who the best head coach is for you. So who you'll be doing your one-on-ones with, your accountability sessions, your deep dives, all that fun stuff. But you'll get to learn from all of our perspectives and all of our 
insights because we have different experience and obviously different qualifications as well. So if you do feel like now's the time to start your journey and take those next steps forward, I highly encourage you to go check out all of the information on our website. You can go to the section under what we do called personal happiness coaching. It will tell you all about our happiness college. Uh, We're nice and transparent with it. It tells you what's involved. It even tells you the uh, investment options and how much it costs to get involved as well. Um, so that you can choose a program that's going to, yes, build your happiness and help you thrive, but do it in a sustainable way that doesn't add too much stress and pressure to your life in terms of how you're fitting it in with your calendar or fitting it into your budget. As always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, or if this is your first one and you just loved it, please let us know. Uh, Give us a subscribe, review the show, share it with your friends and family, and let's work together to continue spreading this beautiful ripple effect that comes from happy people. So until the next time we talk, as always, you know what we do, make an impact, start with self and be you.